this is Let's Talk Ed again with uh, Kirby Lund, professor of English at Williston State College, and myself, Zahi Atala. We've been talking about plagiarism in the second segment uh, on the topic of plagiarism. We're going to address an elephant in the room. Uh, in late 2022, there was the release of uh, the most famous of the artificial intelligence writing tools, uh, ChatGPT. And since then, there have been a few versions of it and a few different uh, uh, names uh, of artificial intelligence writing tools out there that are doing fantastic uh, work. However, uh, in light of the issues we've had for centuries and millennia and uh, in terms of plagiarism, what do the AI tools, uh, what role do they play in plagiarism and are they affecting the student's ability to learn? Kirby, lead us through it. I mean, you've, you've seen it in your classroom already in the last year. It's, it's obviously a struggle you've been trying to wrap your mind around. Tell us more. Absolutely. With AI writing tools, we often see them used in college classrooms where students don't really want to do the work or they have disinterest in whatever project we're talking about. And we talked about that in our last segment. But instead of actually attempting to do the work themselves, they turn to AI writing tools. And because they're already disinterested in the topic, in the writing topic, in the project itself, they go to AI writing tools and they put in very low effort prompts into the AI writing tool to say, okay, I need a two-page paper to write a product review about this product. And that's all they put in. And ChatGPT or other AI tools are going to do just that. They're going to give you a two-page essay that's a product review about that specific thing. But is that piece of written content going to fulfill all of the assignment parameters that are given by the instructor? In most cases, I've found no. Sure, it is technically two pages. It is technically a product review written about whatever product. But in my assignment parameters, I also say you need to follow this structure. You need to provide criteria. If I were going to review a movie, what would any good movie have to have or have to do to make me say, yes, that was a great movie? The AI tool didn't get that as part of the prompt. So whatever it spits out, it's not going to, to meet all of the assignment parameters. On top of that, it's fairly simple to see who has and hasn't used ChatGPT or other AI tools. Throughout the semester, I get a good idea of what each student's written voice sounds like. Mm -hmm. And if I lose that voice, I can look back at their previous assignments earlier in the semester and say, okay, this person had a lot of struggles with run-on sentences and comma splices and fragments. Okay, now they give me this new paper and it is flawless. It is miraculous that all of the, the grammatical issues that were happening earlier in the semester are suddenly gone. And maybe it's just me being a really great professor, right? That, that all of the grammatical issues are gone. It's not that. 
what it is, is they put it into chat GPT and chat GPT knows, okay, well, of course you have to write in a grammatically correct way. And it comes up with this really flowery language that is completely spotless. So already alarm bells are sounding in my head when I go, hmm, for a student who struggled with run-on sentences, comma splices, and sentence fragments, how how did you make a change from this paper to this one, which is magnificent? Well, I mean, what you're talking about uh, is, is uh, obviously... Uh, the ability of a teacher to tease uh, through layers of complexity because you work with your students and you get to know them. So that's the best plagiarism checking tool we can find, right? Is the teacher who's following uh, their student and their growth and learning them, right? Because that's the number one thing is we need to know our students. But let me ask you this question a little bit differently because um, those tools are not going away. It reminds me when uh, I'm not quite the, uh, I made it through the millennium. I'm not a millennial. Uh, But in the 80s, we were not allowed to use uh, calculators because in the real world, you're not going to use it. And by the mid to uh, second half of the 1980s came the uh, Casio and and, uh, Texas Instrument programmable calculators that could program in in, uh, something like Pascal or something where, you know, in, uh, in the math and physics, they would tell us, oh, no, no, you can't use them because that is cheating. And guess what? Nowadays, there isn't a class in those topics where we don't embed them. So I understand you don't have a crystal ball, but do you feel that there is a place and a space for artificial intelligence in higher education, in writing heavy subjects that it could be taken out of the context of plagiarism and into the context of a support tool? Yet another one, like the reference books in the uh, library, like the search on your favorite uh, 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 search engine. Right. In a previous segment, I think a few weeks ago, we talked about chat GPT and other AI writing tools as just that, as tools. If you don't know how to use the tool effectively, then you're not going to be able to create something with it. I could hand you a hammer and nails and tell you to build me a house, but I I don't know if you'd be able to do that because you don't necessarily know how to use the tools. If we're talking about calculators and I send you to a physics class and I say, Mm -hmm. okay, if I pick up a five pound weight in my hand, what, what forces are being exerted on my elbow joint? So tell me how much weight and, and pressure is, is being put on my elbow joint. And I give you a calculator and say, okay, we'll figure it out. The calculator is just a tool. If you don't understand how the, the biomechanical processes work between lifting that weight and what force it's exerting on my elbow joint, how are you going to know how to put that into a calculator to create 
a formula and get to the right answer. AI tools are just the same. You need to be able to to put in a high-level prompt into the AI tool to get a high-level response. In our previous segment, we said that students run out of time or they're just disinterested in the assignment. So, okay, we'll we'll put in a prompt for write me a two-page paper. Great, it'll spit out a two-page paper, but it's not going to sound like a human wrote it because you didn't give it specific parameters. So if students were taught in the classroom, how do I actually use AI tools to help my writing? That would be a big step forward. And I think it would kind of curb the plagiarism that we see now in the classroom. On top of that, I think it's important for instructors to have an AI statement in their syllabi to say, here is the ethical use of AI tools in the classroom, and here is how we limit the use of AI tools in the classroom. Personally, I'm okay with students using AI tools to do their writing to a certain extent, but just like any outside source, an AI tool should be cited in their work. Students should be able to point to a part of their work, their, their written assignment, and say, I use ChatGPT for this, this counter-argument paragraph, and here's how I used it. I put my paper into the AI writing tool and said, generate a counter-argument or, or pose questions at me to make me think about my topic and where I might be missing things. And then I built the counter-argument paragraph based on the AI suggestion. So there are ways that we can ethically use ChatGPT and other AI writing tools. It's just a matter of teaching students what the limits are. So what the limits are as far as how they can use it and what are the limits of the actual technology. Right. Well, uh, we come to the end of our second segment on the topic of plagiarism. In this case, uh, Kirby Lund and I were uh, discussing the use of AI tools, uh, whether they are used to help uh, the education or used to plagiarize and cheat our way through things, and potentially how we can use them to find plagiarism. So it becomes an arms race and rather than uh, what it's intended for. And in our third segment, we're going to be talking about how can we make our assignments and exam uh, tools more of a plagiarism proof, uh, evidence-based proficiency uh, um Assignments and exams. Sorry, I couldn't find words for that. Uh, with that said, uh, join us here uh, on Let's Talk Ed. Uh, ring that bell and subscribe and share uh, and, and let us know your thoughts. Uh, also, you can find us not just on YouTube. You can find us uh, wherever you get your podcasts. For Mr. Kirby Lund, uh, illustrious professor of uh, English and uh, writing at Williston State College, I'm Zahi Atella. We'll see you here next time.